Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Making use of his amazing power of flight, Clark Kent, in his true role of Superman, has gone to the jungles of Central America in search of an antidote to the brain-numbing potion given to the members of the Metropolis football team. Equipped only with the knowledge that the antidote, in the form of brown crystals, is the secret of the Narwhan Indian tribe, Kent, on his arrival, tells his story to John Carter, manager of a large plantation. Carter says there is only one man who could lead Kent to the Narwhan Indians, a local character known as Pango Pete. But he warns Kent to be careful. Darkness has fallen. The matted jungle is alive with the hum of insects and the weird baying of nocturnal beasts as Kent approaches Pango Pete's broken-down shack near the native quarter. Mr. Kent. Come on in. Good evening. Close the door and slip the bowl, eh? Have a seat. There ain't nothing but that rush bottom stool, but it'll hold you likely. Thank you. Uh, you know why I'm here, of course. Well, it ain't for your help, that's certain. <laughs> You're quite right, it isn't. You remember when you met me in Mr. Carter's office, you told me to come down to your shack after dark alone. You didn't have no trouble finding it, did you? Oh, not at all. What did his royal highness, Mr. Carter, tell you to do? Follow your nose? Why, I don't think this shack is so bad. It's probably very comfortable. Good enough for Pango Pete, it is. Plenty good enough. Well, what's on your mind, mister? I want you to take me to the Nawan tribe. Oh, just like that, eh? Without no buyer leave or fuddly duds. Take me to the Nawan tribe. Of course, I intend paying you for it. Oh, and that shows your arts in the right place, don't it? Now, look here, Pango, whatever your name is. Now, now, me bully boy, keep hold on your temper. Mind, you're in the jungle now. We go slow here. I haven't time to go slow. You better find time. There's plenty of it around. There's only one thing I'd like to know. Are you or are you not interested in earning some money? Well, now, that depends on how hard I got to work for it. Maybe his highness didn't tell you, but I'm retired. Yes, Mr. Carter mentioned something about it. Yes, I've been retired for years, living off the fat of the land and taking orders from nobody. Then you're not interested in making some money. Well, I might be influenced into coming out of retirement. All right, then let's get down to business. All you'll have to do is take me to the Nawan tribe. I'll handle the rest. 
You've got a nice head, mister. Good shock of air. It'll set fine on a pole. What are you talking about? Slip that bolt and open the door. Open it gentle now. The Mindy's aren't so good. Hear that? I hear some drums off in the distance. Now on Tom Tom. That's what they are. But you told Mr. Carter and myself that the now ones have moved on. Close the door. Oh. You did say the now ones had moved on, didn't you? Bingo Pete's no fool, mister. He does his talking in private. Sure, I said they moved on. You know why? Why? Because the government's after them, that's why. I'd like to wipe them all out, they would. And I ain't leading them to no slaughter, I ain't. Not Tango Pete. Why does the government want to wipe them out? For a good reason, my bully boy. For the reason them tom-toms is going night and day. For the reason your head ain't safe if them now ones set so much as an eye on you. Oh, you mean they're headhunters? That's precisely what I mean. Well, I don't think that'll bother me. Oh, you don't, don't you? Well, that's where you're mistaken. It'll bother you till they slice off your head. And then it won't bother you no more. <laughs> well, I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. How much do you want to leave me to the tribe? What would you be wanting from them? That isn't your concern. All you have to do is lead me to them and present me to the chief. Oh, now, that ain't a great deal if you say it fast, is it? Present me to old Chief Sunday, eh? Sooner said than done, mister. Take it from me. All right, then let's forget the entire matter. Hold on, bully boy. Bingo Pete never said it couldn't be done, did he? Well, did he? No, but you... Well, there you are. Jumping to conclusions. Well, can you do it or can't you? Well, that all depends. On what? Well, in a way of speaking, and to put it bluntly... Siren, no graces, and mincing, no words. All right, all right, all right. Come to the point. How much do you want? What about uh, five on a dollar? You're hired. Huh? I said you're hired. When do we start? Well, not tomorrow. But, but I got to have a deposit. I got to have a deposit to, to bring me out of retirement. Hmm. All right, here's a hundred now. Hmm. Balance will be paid when you present me to the chief. Fair enough, me bully boy. Fair enough. What time in the morning do we start? Any time you say. Pango Pete's at your service now he is. All right, make it dawn. I don't want to waste any time. I'll meet you here. Good enough. Now, before we go, maybe it'd be best for me to know what you're after with them no ones. It wouldn't be magic powder, would it? What they call Tawana. What is this magic powder? Well, it makes a man groggy, it does, like strong drink. Them now ones, they, they mix it with coconut milk and swill it down. How do they get over the effects of this, uh, this Tawana? Well, they got something else to take. Uh, looks like brown sugar. Sets them up fine. That's what I want. Some of those brown crystals. What do they call it? You got me. Well, do you think you, we can get some? A lot depends on it. Well, there ain't nothing like trying, mister. Who's there? Mr. Carter. Hold up a minute. Open for him, will you? Sure. Well, I was just wondering whether you got down here all that, Mr. Chen. Sure, no trouble at all. Come in, Mr. Carter. There ain't nothing that's going to bite you. 
Kent, have you arranged to locate that Indian tribe? Yes, Pango Pete and I, starting at dawn. That we are, bright and early. Whenever you dreamed that you'd be picking up a little honest money, did you, Pete? Oh, no, Mr. Carter, that ain't fair. You're giving this gentleman here the wrong impression. <laughs> well, what are you going to do with your money? Well, I hadn't given it much thought, and that's the truth. I imagine five hundred dollars will last a long time down here. Five hundred. Like dollars. I was saying, I don't Pete. think. Were you speaking to me, Mister Carter? What do you mean by charging Mister Kent five hundred dollars to take him through the jungle? Oh, it ain't none of my doing, Mister Carter. Oh, he's right. I offered five hundred. Kent, you're out of your mind. Ten dollars would be a lot of money. He hasn't seen the color of a greenback for months. Oh, now that ain't true, and you know it. I seen one two days ago. I did. Huh? Where? I seen it in your hand. Oh, now, look here, Kent. This man is a derelict. He lives from hand to mouth on what he can beg, borrow, and steal. Oh, now, that ain't true. That ain't true, Mr. Carter. You just say that you don't steal. Now, I don't say. I uh, really have no objection to paying him $500, Mr. Carter, if he can get what I want. It's worth it. Now, do you see, Mr. Carter? There's a gentleman for you. I takes me hat off to you, Mr. Bully Boy. You're born to the purple. I make no mistake about it. Don't be a fool, Kent. It's like throwing money away. Well, I feel this way about it, Mr. Carter. If $500 can get something that's worth $3 million, why worry? What's that you said? Uh, never mind what he said. All right, it's your business, Kent, and I suppose you know what you're doing. As for you, Pete, you should be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. Oh, there you go, blaming me again. What have I done? I'm sitting here peaceful, minding my own business, when a respectable gentleman knocks at my door, handles me domicile... And out of the goodness of his art, offers me a fair price for me labor. You call that a fair price? $500? For what? Well, for getting me out of my retirement, you might say. <laughs> yes, you can laugh. Well, come on, Kent. I've made arrangements to put you up at the company house. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Carter. Yes? You ain't right that me, are you, Mr. Carter? Wouldn't be right, you know. Since when are you the judge of right and wrong? Oh, you're finding me blacker for this gentleman, yard. It ain't like you not a bit, it ain't. I don't think I could paint you any blacker than you painted yourself. Good night. I'll see you, Dante. Right, oh. <laughs> You've run yourself into a bit of luck, Peter, you have. A bit of prime luck. That bully boy's got it just for the tight. You're not going to stop with no $500, Peter. You can lie to that. You heard him say the stuff was worth him, didn't you? Three million. <laughs> I never knew there was that much money in the world, did you? Ah, but there is, and waiting to be took. He's got to come across with a lot more before you take him to old Chief Sanga. Five hundred ain't a drop in the bucket. <laughs> Listen to them now on Tom Tom's a-beating. They sound good tonight, don't they, Petey? Maybe old Chief Sunger's got himself some new end. <laughs> Maybe he'll have one more tomorrow, eh, Petey? Like a warning of impending doom, the eerie tom-toms of the head-hunting narwhans echo through the dark jungle. What is Pango Pete planning as he listens to the somber beat of the jungle drums? Will he be able to prevent Clark Kent from getting the precious antidote? Don't fail to listen to the next episode for Thrills Galore. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. 
bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>